Scientists have dug up a 50,000-year-old zombie virus buried in ice. Tokyo opens the first poop museum. And a man robs a bank and uses his birth certificate to write the demand note. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast produced, hosted, recorded inside a closet in Los Angeles. But we sound good, right? Not my voice. A 50,000-year-old zombie virus has been revived by scientists. It's the sound of science. It's also the sound of the zombie apocalypse that's right around the corner, guys. Oh, man, get your zombie apocalypse survival kit. I should sell them. I don't know what, what would be in them. Lots of mac and cheese, for sure, in my zombie apocalypse survival kit. Probably a chainsaw, flamethrower. It says here, French scientists are the ones that just revived a 48,500-year-old zombie virus that was buried under a frozen lake in Russia. According to the media, these scientists have sparked fears of yet another pandemic after the revival of this zombie virus. They quoted this zombie virus study... Uh, it says here, the situation would be much more disastrous in the case of plant, animal, or human diseases caused by the revival of an ancient unknown virus. Yeah, naturally it's going to be disastrous. You've got to contain this mofo for sure. Stop digging up viruses. How about that? That's a great idea. Let's, uh, what are we looking for deadly viruses under the permafrost for? According to the report, global warming, though, is irre irrevocably thawing enormous swaths of permafrost a lot of big vocab words in here but i'm nailing them that's why i get paid the big bucks uh, permanently frozen ground covers a quarter of the northern hemisphere did you know that uh, how many zombie viruses are under there um, will encino man be unleashed will they find like a frozen caveman that then becomes alive and wants to do tiktok dance videos with us that would be amazing. Now, all of this has an, the unsettling effect of releasing organic materials frozen for up to a million years and also possibly releasing deadly germs and viruses, unfortunately. The researchers write, Part of this organic matter also consists of revived cellular microbes as well as viruses that remained dormant since prehistorical times. Oh, great. So we're all going to get dinosaur viruses? Unbelievable. I don't want dinosaur diarrhea. I heard that's the worst kind. According to the media, scientists have perhaps strangely revived some of these so-called zombie, zombie viruses from the Siberian permafrost in order to investigate these awakening critters. Yeah, how about you stop doing that? I'd appreciate it if you stop awakening the zombie viruses. I don't think that's a productive way to spend your time. Scientists says here, these dumb scientists have discovered that all of the zombie viruses have the potential to be infectious. Great. And hence, they pose a health danger. Amazing. After researching these live cultures, they believe that COVID-style pandemics will become much more common in the future as melting permafrost releases long dormant viruses like a m microbial Captain America. <sighs> it's kind of debilitating news now. 
says here, it is therefore legitimate to ponder the risk of ancient viral particles remaining infectious and getting back into circulation by the thawing of these ancient permafrost layers. Unfortunately, it's a vicious cycle, guys, as organic matter released by the thawing ice decomposes into carbon dioxide and methane, further enhancing the greenhouse effect and accelerating the melt. Ah! What are we going to do, guys? Well, I mean, the first thing we have to do is come up with a zombie virus vaccine, obviously. (laughs) I mean, and then maybe put a fence around that permafrost up there in Siberia. No one should be going over there, in my opinion. Japan opens the very first poop museum. Yay, a poop museum. I would totally go to a poop museum. That sounds like a hilarious place. The article begins by saying, Among the many synonyms for excrement that exist in the Japanese language, the founders of the Tokyo Unko Museum chose the most candid one for poop. The word unko. Maybe it's unko. Maybe it's unko. I don't know. Any Japanese listeners want to correct me on the pronunciation of this poop word? The creator of the Unko Museum, Masaru Kobayashi, told the media... My goal was for poop to stop being such a taboo subject for young girls. The article says, with Japanese influencers in mind, Kobayashi filled the museum's rooms with toilets and poop-shaped objects in shades of turquoise, fuchsia, and lemon yellow. The colors follow the palette of the Japanese kawaii aesthetic, which combines the cutesy and the grotesque. Oh, the kawaii aesthetic. I think I would enjoy that. Cute mixed with grotesque. Kobayashi, the creator of the museum, explains that far from being a cultural fad, kawaii is a natural extension of traditional Japanese culture. Here's another quote from the founder. At the pinnacle of world-famous kawaii culture is poop. Poop, that's right. A fragile material that disappears down the drain shortly after being brought into this world. (laughs) In fact... That's what the sign above the museum entrance says. This poop museum is also trying to revive the scatological enthusiasm of childhood, he claims. Visitors are welcomed into a room equipped with nine colorful toilets whose arrangement evokes the communal toilets of ancient Rome. A museum guide invites the visitors to sit down, clench their fists, and after counting one, two, three, imagine that they are releasing a symbolic dump. When they get up, they find in their respective receptacles pieces of plastic poop inside, which resemble the poop emoji in striking pastel colors. There are even neon signs about, with the word poop written in 16 languages. A tea room serves huge cakes topped with golden feces. Yummy! Another room features colorful droppings that move when stroked like furry animals. There are even video games, including flying poops. On small toilet-shaped blackboards hung on the wall, visitors are even invited to make their own poop drawings. Now, this poop museum is becoming a hit on Instagram, as you can imagine. There are a lot of absurd and witty photos from the exhibit. Couples play-acting, sitting on separate toilets, parents with blue poop on their heads... The typical tourist photo featuring a huge illuminated crapola. 
Kobayashi confesses that at first he feared that the unusual concept would be rejected. He felt better when older people started to visit the museum, many of whom saw a generational change in the fact that young girls were openly talking about poop. In the past three years, Kobayashi has created six such museums across Japan. See, I knew there was more than one poop museum in Japan. Uh, he's even received invitations to open another in Singapore and is in talks with several other Asian countries where the subject of human poop lacks the taboo it has historically had in the West. Japanese children in particular, very familiar and comfortable with poop. It says here, they learn to write the complicated characters of their language with a series of popular books actually called Poop Exercises, which contain more than 3,000 humorous phrases relating to the subject of poo. <laughs> Hilarious. And for 17 years, Toto, which manufactures high-tech toilets, has held a poetry contest inspired by the subject, which consists of short humorous poems, and it's a, a type of poetic style relative to the haiku, it says here. For Kobayashi, the creator of this museum, the evolution of the museum's audience is apparent in their gradual migration from Instagram to TikTok. His intention, he says, is to continue creating playful spaces that provide moments of relaxation to contrast with typically Japanese solemnity. His next project is a railway museum where, unlike the rigorous Japanese rail schedules, no trains arrive on time at all. Oh, I really love this Kobayashi character making strange museums, mixing the cute with the grotesque all the while, which I think is a great approach. It's because uh, you want to take the edge off, you know what I mean? Um... Uh, framing poop in a humorous way just kind of makes it a little more palatable. I like strange museums, as as I mentioned yesterday on the show at some point. Was it during the outro? I don't know. Do you guys even make it to the outro? You can. Try. I believe in you. Okay, next segment. Yay! A man robs a bank and then used his birth certificate on which to write the demand note. <laughs> it's maybe the dumbest criminal in history. And the surprising thing is this is not a Florida man. This story is from Missouri, Springfield. A man who wrote a demand note on the back of his birth certificate while robbing a bank pleaded guilty. Yeah, I suppose you have to plead guilty. You used your birth certificate. <laughs> that tells everyone who you are at that point. You might as well just hand over your driver's license while you're at it. Michael Conley Lloyd pleaded guilty to one count of bank robbery in federal court. Uh, he said he did all of this to prove a point to his lover, though he never said what the point was. I guess he wanted to prove that he is the dumbest person she's ever dated. Lloyd was placed at the scene of the crime by his ankle monitor. <laughs> he robbed a bank while wearing an ankle monitor. Wow, the layers of idiocy. <laughs> That'll, I mean, that thing, it's a GPS locator, right? Wherever you go, the ankle monitor knows. And thus the authorities know where you are, easily placing you at the scene of the crime. The ankle monitor. <laughs> he was wearing an ankle monitor because of an earlier offense, obviously. He didn't let that stop him. <laughs> Why let the ankle monitor stop you from living your life, bro? According to the police report, a white man with tattoos on both of his arms was spotted in a Bank of America in Springfield, Missouri. Okay, so he didn't even bother to cover up his 
tattoos, which is another way that they can identify you these days. So he doesn't cover up the tattoos. He has an ankle monitor on. He's using his birth certificate as the demand note. I mean, <laughs> this guy just wanted to be caught. It says here, the man presented a note to the teller at the counter. It was written in pink highlighter, demanding money. <laughs> pink highlighter. <laughs> he wrote it in pink highlighter. <sighs> I mean, that's hard to read. <laughs> I'd imagine the teller's like, I can't read this, sir. It's in highlighter. Could you, could you, could you try writing it again in like a dark Sharpie or something so I can tell what you're looking for here? <laughs> okay. The teller somehow understood what the demand was, grabbed money from one of the draws, handed over the money and the demand note to the suspect, who then left the bank. Ten minutes later, the boyfriend of this man, Lloyd, uh, called the police. I'm sorry, the boyfriend of Lloyd's roommate called the police, which led them to Lloyd's apartment. Authorities say Lloyd waived his Miranda rights and confessed to the robbery right away. Lloyd claimed that he and his lover got into an argument and that he robbed the bank to prove a point. Uh, he reportedly used his roommate's truck to drive to the Bank of America and wrote the highlighter on his birth certificate. Wow, there's a lot here that um, just leads me to believe that this is quite possibly the dumbest criminal of all time. I mean, I've covered a lot of dumb crime stories, but this really, as they say, takes the cupcake. And there's more. The authorities say that Mr. Lloyd, through his birth certificate, out of the window as he fled the scene. Also, as he was driving away, it says here, Lloyd saw the police driving towards the bank in response to the robbery, he assumed, which scared him, and he threw all of the money out the window of the truck as well. <laughs> then he texted his roommate, telling her that her truck was stolen and that she should listen to the police scanner to find out where it is. <laughs> Wow. The documents go on to say that he immediately also called his lover, Ashley, to tell her what he had done. He was just trying to get back in her good graces. <laughs> Honey, you'll be, be very impressed with what I've done today. <laughs> Let me give you all the details of how stupid I was. Uh, if you want to find out what happens to me, listen to the police scanner, honey. <laughs> I'm on there. I'm a star, finally. <laughs> star of the police scanner. Uh, yeah. Please visit me in prison. And now for the outro of this episode of Weird AF News. And thank you for sticking with me. Just going to make a couple announcements. I'll keep it brief for you. Uh, tomorrow being Friday, I will expect some emails. Uh, send over your Florida Friday articles, guys. If you're new to the podcast, we only do weird news from Florida on Friday. It's called Florida Fridays on Weird AF News. And it's quite fun. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Of course, if you'd like to call the show and express your opinion on anything, your point of view, maybe you want to tell me I'm beautiful. That's a great way to use the phone line. 646-450-2012. Love to hear from my listeners. I got a lovely email from Amber Edwards. Uh, she wrote, Dear Jonesy, I had one of the best days of my life yesterday. I'm telling you this because you are in part responsible. Uh, long story. I feel like a lot of my life has been plagued with misfortune, but especially the last few months, Jonesy. My little sister passed away, and the family drama has been more than any sane person can handle. I used to listen to you regularly a few years ago, but then somehow I forgot. In the midst of my current 
emotional anguish, I thought it would be a good idea to get out of my head, particularly when I'm alone with my thoughts. I remembered Weird AF News. Weird AF News. And I thought, what a good idea to listen while I'm in the shower. Being a parent of a one-year-old, I don't, I don't get much time to myself. I can't even tell you what a positive impact you have had for me, Jonesy. My love for comedy has also been re-inspired, and I decided to look up comedy classes in my area and ended up actually doing it yesterday, and it was awesome. It changed my life and my outlook. I will be continuing for sure. Thank you so much for being you and being weird AF. By the way, I live in Pinellas County, <laughs> Pinellas County, Florida. Both me and my husband, born and raised. We love Florida Fridays, by the way. We love all of it. Yay. Sincerely, Shiny Mermaid, which is actually just Amber, she said. Uh, and she mentions she had too much wine. <laughs> Sounds like you're, you're getting through this, Amber, with wine and my podcast. I'm happy to know that my podcast helps people in the healing process, whatever they might be going through. I've gotten a lot of emails over the years. Uh, similar to this where people have turned to Weird AF News as a source of comfort, entertainment, laughter uh, to help them get through something that, that's difficult. You know, life throws you these things sometimes and you got to go to your tool belt and we have things in our tool belt to help us get us through, right? Um, oftentimes it's the support of family and friends. There's always, there should be someone you can call, you know, at times like this. And then I guess... Some entertainment is always good to get your mind off it. And so it seems like Weird AF News is that for some people as well. And I'm grateful that I can provide that for sure. Um, you know, I don't make a lot of money doing this, but um, what's worth to me more than money is stories like this, you know, and knowing that this little creation I have out there, I've been making, has brought some comfort to people who are struggling. So that's wonderful, and I appreciate the email. Uh, so I just want to say lastly, if you want to support the show, please consider uh, joining the Patreon, which uh, can be done at the website weirdafnews.com or by downloading the Patreon app on your smartphone and doing a search for Weird AF News. Um, if you're struggling financially, which most of us are, and it's very understandable, you can't support the show that way, please just tell a friend. I would appreciate that very, very much. Um, we're spreading Weird AF News as a group, um, and I think that's the best way to do it. So thanks, thanks everyone for the support. I appreciate that, and we'll, we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Fridays. Send me those articles. Okay, bye-bye.